Clap for Kendall, and I'll tell you why in just a second. And she'll need a microphone soon. There you go. So uh, the, um, the vineyard is uh, a church that believes in uh, elders having input into the leadership of the church. I wouldn't say we're an elder-run church, but we have a high value for eldership in the church. So actually, as a senior pastor, I submit to the elders. They can fire me. And that's an important thing that uh, the, the scripture says that elders are supposed to have input and impact on the direction of the church. So we, have, uh, we had, until a, a month ago, four elders, and our bylaws say we need five. So guess what? We brought Kendall on. <laughs> uh, we had an elder that moved to Florida, Roxanne, and so we felt like it was important for us to stay clear and with integrity in our bylaws that we would appoint an elder. We normally have a process of nomination and affirmation, which we'll do in the next couple of months for our next uh, term of elders. But uh, we prayed and asked the Lord, and the Lord made it clear that we were to ask uh, Kendall to come and be an elder uh, on our team. So I just want to, we've prayed for her, but I want in front of everyone to affirm her and to pray for her again. So if you would stand, and if any uh, other elders or staff would come forward, we'll just lay our light hands on Kendall, and I'll pray. Father, thank you that um, your grace is all over us. I thank you, God, that in your grace you have called Kendall to be a part of our team right now. I thank you, Lord, for anointing her with spiritual leadership and for giving her all that is required to walk in this role. So we affirm her in the name of Jesus as an elder in this church, and we thank you for her input. Let's pray for your blessing upon her and her family and upon the elders and the staff, the leaders of this church. God, that as we look to you for leadership, that you would give us grace to follow. We pray your blessing on her in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. You can be seated. And now the first test of an elder is she's going to give a 30-minute message, <laughs> which I did not tell her about. No. Uh, actually, it just turns out that uh, Kendall has um, a uh, testimony from the weekend, so I thought it would be good for us to hear what God's doing out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. So Tent to America was this weekend, um, and a week in the dawn. It was just amazing. And Friday night, um, I was in the prayer tent, and Heather, Jesse, and I, so she's back in um, the children's area right now, but her and I were praying for a woman who came um, whose foot was broken. And um, she... She was walking on it, but it, it's been hurting for a couple of weeks, she said, at a scale of a nine probably for um, pain-wise, and she couldn't, you know, bend it back and forth or move it around really, and so we started praying, and um, she, the first time we prayed, she didn't really feel anything. She still said it hurt, and we uh, were like, okay, well, can we pray for you again? <laughs> and so we prayed, and every time it the pain scale just kept going down. So it started at a nine, then I think it went to a seven, and then, you know, it went down to like a four or five, and, and by this time we're all just really getting really pumped up, and we're like, God, it's just so good. And um, we were doing some prophetic acts of having her lift her leg, and we were pulling the pain out. I mean, God was just telling us to do all these 
crazy things that you think, what? Like, that doesn't make sense. Um, and then, uh, so she got down to like a two, and she was standing, kind of like hopping a little bit, saying that that hurt, but um, so we were like, okay, well, we're going to pray again. This time, take your shoe off. And so she sat back down, she took her shoe off, and Heather and I were praying, and I had my foot, and, and it was the top of her foot that she thinks was broken. And I had my hand on top of her foot, and I felt a pop as we prayed. And she got up, and she's like, it's not hurting anymore. Like, praise God. And her son was there, too, and he had something going on in his shoulder, and she actually had something in the same spot going on. So Heather and I just were praying over them. with. Um, so she had just gotten her foot healed, and then her son gets healed of her shoulder, of his shoulder, and she didn't. And so we were like, okay, how about you? her son? We asked him to pray for her. And she got healed from the shoulder. So just generational. And, and then she, her and her son were running down the street. And it was just really cool. So. Awesome. Great. Thanks. Okay. Awesome. All right. Now, um, let's learn together. You just heard that testimony of the power of God. What does that teach us about God? I mean, this is like interaction. What, what do we learn about God? Just speak up. I heard all things are possible with God. That's straight from the scripture. Excellent work, Matthew. God is a healer. Persistence in prayer, I heard. What else? God's creative. He made the body. He can recreate the body. Sovereignty. Okay, what do we learn about us? He's a good, good father. Do I have to say that in a British accent? It sounds more... No. He's a good, good father. What do we learn about us? What do we learn about humanity just hearing about the work of God? He wants to use us. It's God's pleasure to use us in his work. What else? He wants to empower us. He wants to heal us. Faith increases. What a great point. Faith increases. When we see the move of God, we have more faith in God. Then we ask God, and then God does more. He, he asked us to ask for his power or anything. Yeah. Good. Okay. This is fun. All right. You, we have just entered into the message. Okay. So here's what's going to happen today. And um, don't ask me why uh, when I felt like I had such a good message, the Lord said, I don't want to hear that one this morning. <laughs> don't ask me why, except the message was on humility. So whatever. <laughs> you have notes. There are four pages of notes. I was likely going to say most of those words anyway. They will go up uh, on the Internet. Um, but I want to read a scripture, and then I, I want us to continue to enter into um, the work of the Holy Spirit in our midst. So why don't you stand while I read the scripture from 1 Corinthians 14. And uh, if you would, if you're comfortable as a sign of faith, just put your hands out. Your hands out, say, God, I want, to give, I want you to give me whatever you want to give me, and I'll give away whatever you tell me to give away. 1 Corinthians 14, starting in verse 26. Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. No more than two or three should speak in tongues. They must speak one at a time 
and someone must interpret what they say. But if no one is present who can interpret, they must be silent in your church meeting and speak in tongues to God privately. Let two or three people prophesy and let the others evaluate what is said. But if someone is prophesying and another person receives a revelation from the Lord, the one who is speaking must stop. In this way, all who prophesy will have a turn to speak one after the other so that everyone will learn and be encouraged. Remember that people who prophesy are in control of their spirit and can take turns. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as, is, as in all the meetings of God's holy people. Lord, we ask now that as you inspired this word through Paul to the Corinthians, that you would release this word of encouragement to us by that same Holy Spirit. And so as we now um, give what you give to us for the edification of the body, we ask for your blessing and your order and your encouragement in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, you can have a seat. And here's what I'm going to ask you to do. You are the sermon today because God's deposited his Holy Spirit in you. So I'd like to ask anyone who wants, um, if God's given you a revelation, a prophetic word, an encouragement, something from the scripture, a tongue, an interpretation of a tongue, usually the first one comes first and the second comes second. I don't know how it always works. Um, and, and that's what we're going to do. And I will ask this question after each word or testimony or whatever, I will ask that same question so that together we can hear what the Lord wants to say. What do we learn about God? And what do we learn about ourselves in relation to God? Okay. Have I been crystal clear? Okay. Who's first? I, I would like you, remember the part where it says the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet? What that means is if I tell you your testimony or revelation is one to two minutes, you can do it. <laughs> one to two minutes. Okay, right here. So stand up, tell us your name, give us your one or two minutes. I'm Lydia, and um, recently I went to a hospital with Julie Sparks and and a couple other friends, and um, we had a friend who's, I think he's 30 years old, and he was a a potential person for a heart transplant, and he was in the hospital getting a heart surgery to see if he could get a transplant. And we visited him the night before to pray for him, And he actually got really upset at us, and he was like, don't you dare pray for me. I want to get this surgery. And he's basically saying that the surgery was his only hope, and he was really mad that we were trying to give him hope in a miracle. So we said, well, we're sorry. We know you feel that way, but we really want to pray and ask for a true miracle. And he's like, there's no way you can pray in five minutes, and this will happen. Well, so we prayed that the miracle would happen, and we, I, I prayed that the doctors would reassure him that we wouldn't need the procedure. So the next morning, um, the doctors open up his, the chest, and the doctor sees his heart and, said, and realizes he doesn't need the surgery. They don't do the surgery. They close it up, and then when he wakes up, he realized he, he did get his miracle. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happens every day. What do we learn from God about that? Just shout it out. He can do anything. God can do anything. The one who created the heart can recreate the heart Amen. and muddle the doctors. Josh. God's considerate to speak to us I'm going to repeat everything so you can hear. God's considerate to speak to us in the way that we can hear. We were praying to have him and we heard that this one prayer and God 
Yeah. God's plan happened. Job 42.2. No plan of God can be thwarted. What do we learn about us in that, uh, in that testimony that Lydia gave, Joe? Push through the doubt, even if it's somebody else's. Not to shame them, I just point out. Not to shame them, you know, but to reveal the work of God. It's great. What else? In the second half, well, the, this verse, I think it's in Matthew, but with man, nothing is, nothing is possible, or nothing shall be. Anyhow, the second part is with God, all things are possible. Yeah, with God, all things are possible. And as I often say, you know, the Greek word all means all. Right there. Okay, who else? Revelation, testimony, something you saw in Scripture all the way to the back. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be coming to you guys over here. It is a contest, side to side. Revelation contest. Hi, I'm Amanda. Um, and uh, this has to do with uh, what's going on in our family right now. And... Um, I keep telling Drew, um, remind me to tell you the God story that happened this week, um, but uh, I haven't had a chance to tell him yet, so he gets to hear this. So he's hearing it sitting next to you right yes, now? Yes, okay. yes, he is. This is really weird that the speaker's coming right at me while I'm talking. Um, so, um, Drew um, likes to play the lottery and just a little bit of money each week. And um, This always, is not an endorsement. No, 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 no. And always, you know, says, you know, God, you know, you know, you know, we need this and, you know, we could just hit it big and everything. So a couple of weeks ago, um, God gave me a vision and a word to share with Drew um, while I was getting ready one morning. Um, quit spending $20 a week on the lottery and um, it tied that in addition to your um, regular tithe to church. And, um, this is an endorsement. And just trust that I'll take care of everything. So um, I asked if I could share this part um, uh, before I stood up. But um, we've been <laughs> uh, we've been having um, a lot of financial trouble. Um, I've been uh, off of work since the beginning of April um, with a complicated pregnancy, followed by a pregnancy by an illness. Blah blah blah. So um, I'm not earning all of my income, and um, we got behind on our mortgage. So um, uh, we had um, September mortgage due. I had done this modification thing. Sorry, it's a little longer than two minutes, but it's a really You got about story. 30 seconds left. Oh, gosh. Okay. So um, uh, we're doing this modification thing, and it was supposed to come through before the end of September, and if it did, then we wouldn't owe a September mortgage, and um, we could skip a month. So um, I kept waiting, 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 reaching out to the underwriter. I wasn't getting anything back. Well, um, on the 27th, um, the underwriter called me, and, um, and he was like, you know, you are going to owe September mortgage. And I just started sobbing, and, um, and I said, I don't know what we're going to do. And he said, can you give me 10 minutes, and um, I'll call you right back. And I said, yes, I will. And that whole week I had been praying, God, I know you're a sovereign God. Please tell me how you're going to help us with the mortgage because I don't know how we're going to afford it. He called me back in less than 10 minutes, and he said, I just spoke to my manager. Um, we are going to um, forgive your September mortgage. 
Um, the modification should go through by the beginning of October, which means you will not owe October either, wow. and you won't have a mortgage due until November 1st. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So what do we learn about God? God is generous, and he works in mysterious ways. Seth. God provides. God's always on time. Yeah. Delights and surprise. He cares about our struggles. He knows each one and he wants to hear what it is that we're walking through. He'll lead us. Yeah, he goes above our expectations. John. Oh, are you going, you bringing a testimony? Okay, we need to we need to get you. Uh, oh no, we want to hear you, John. You don't have to stand though if you don't want to. Well, this occurred to my wife. My wife had a slip and fall that occurred been about a month ago. What happened? The fire department had to come to her, and what happened? She had a hot cup of soup in her hand, and what happened? She slipped and fell, and later we found out she had second and third degree burns on her wrist, and so she had to go to the wound care center to be treated for this wound. And her, the doctor said that the wound was pretty serious because her whole entire wrist was burned from her hand, from her wrist to her hand, all the way up to here on the left side. So or she was treated for the wound care, and they stated that the wound was pretty serious because the whole entire skin overlay was, was, was ripped off completely. Okay, enough of that. Whew. Oh. <laughs> Dizzy up here. Okay, let me get to the final part of it. So we prayed about it, and the wound care took care of the wound pretty good. And so it's been about two or three weeks now, and the whole entire skin came back, and she was healed. Within that time span, her skin doesn't look like anything was wrong with her. Wow. So we prayed about it. And now she, her skin, her, her hands healed, whole entire hands. She's moving her hand real good, and she has filling in her hands, and praise the Lord, everything is back to normal. Awesome. Okay. What, what, do, we, what do we understand about God from that testimony? He restores. That's great. If he can protect the Hebrew children in the furnace, fiery furnace, remember, he can protect John's wife. He even takes away the scars. That's just darn right like preaching right there. <laughs> and what do we learn about us? What does God reveal about humans in that story? He stretches our faith. He thinks we're valuable. Psalm 139, he delights in us as his creation. Holly? He doesn't need us to not look involved. Yeah. He, that's like a double negative. He doesn't need us to not slip and fall. In other words, if he does not need to stop our falling. He can restore us after falling. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. What else? Revelation. Something from the scripture. Holly. Can I do? Yeah, you can. First? Thanks. Thank you. It's going to be hard. Um, I'm, well, I feel like. Tell us your name, Patty. Patty Foxworth. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like I'm going to say kind of what God was showing me before I share the testimony, but I feel like God is really healing brokenness today of any kind that you have, and that he is also helping to show us, including me, 
that he can stretch us beyond what we think our limits are, yeah. and then also the importance of family, and I'm seeing how important we all are to one another to be yeah. family. But um, I'm a senior care companion for an elderly lady named Marty, and I've been with her for nine years. Um, she is a character, and um, she's dealt with a lot of physical problems, cancer, diabetes. She had an arm removed, so she only had one arm. And um, she's not always easy to take care of, but she's funny and she's fun. And um, things started getting real hard just this past few weeks. And they put her on hospice, and we knew the end was coming for her. And it was getting real hard for me to take care of her. And so I was thinking about quitting. And God said, no. He says, I want you to stay with her to the end. You started at the beginning because I started right when she needed someone. I'm the only caregiver that's been with her the entire nine years. She's gone through hundreds of caregivers. She'll fire them and everything. Real she, quickly, Patty, yeah. how, how, just because I, I want us to learn together, how did God speak to you? Was it loud voice out of heaven writing just, on the wall? Just a quiet thought. Quiet thought. Yeah, okay, just in my ahead. spirit. Yeah. And so I decided to stay with her. Well, I was to do a six-hour prayer uh, tent for Ten of America yesterday, and I had Marty Friday night, and so I am not one that does well if I don't get sleep. And so Friday night good, I good worked confession. from yeah. Yeah, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And so I go in there, and then we were to go to the Ten of America to do the healing tent for six hours that afternoon. Well, actually, we we're supposed to get there at 11. Well, during the night, you know, I usually am able to sleep there. But during the night, she kept calling for me, and she'd, she'd go, Patty, take me to the bathroom. So I took her to the bathroom. One o'clock, she called me again. She goes, Patty, take me into the dining room. And so I said, Marty, it's one in the morning. You know, we can't go into the dining room now. You know, you need to sleep. And I'm thinking, well, I need to sleep too, you know. And so she went back to bed, two o'clock. Patty, take me to the dining room. And so I kept stalling, and then God told me, he said, you need to get her up out of bed, take her into the living room, let her sit on the chair, and minister to her the entire night. And so I said, okay, you know, I'll do it. And so at first I was thinking, I'm going to be so exhausted to pray at the prayer tent. But God says, no, I'm going to take care of that. Even if you get an hour's sleep, you're going to be able to do the prayer tent. But this is what's needed now. And so I got her up. I put her on the chair. And I sat, her, she was facing this way, and she, had, she was kind of reclining. I sat next to her. I started singing songs. She was real agitated. She was kind of screaming and everything, but I started singing Peace Like a River and got peace, peace, wonderful peace, because I knew she needed peace. I'm not the best singer, and so I was kind of laughing, but actually it sounded pretty good. I think God, <laughs> God was kind of helping me with it. So I just kept thinking of different songs, and then I started talking to her. And someone had told me at one time, because I've prayed for sick that have gotten healed. I've prayed for people that were close to death, and they've been, you know, they've come back to life. But this was her time. Mm -hmm. And so this was her time of passing, and it was time to honor her. And I thought, what do we do at funerals? You know, we, we um, I know it's getting long. Okay, so we honor the person. So why not honor them when they're alive? So I started telling her what a great woman she was. She'd blessed so many people. She'd blessed me. She was still coherent. I held her hand the whole time. She kept kissing my hand and saying, I love you. Well, I continued what I was doing, but I called the hospice nurse. I called the family because I knew the time was getting short. I thought she would probably pass while I was there. She didn't pass, but anyway, that time of ministering to her, 
Um, I ended up leaving at 9 a.m. Her family was there. I was the last one that I, that heard, I love you. Mm. And she just looked me in the eye. And I was her family at that point. And, mm. and her family did get there. They were there when she was still passing, but she wasn't talking anymore. Mm. And so now she's whole. And today during worship, I saw her dancing, and she had both arms. And she's in heaven having the best worship service ever. And then I was able to go minister at the tent. So God is so good. That's awesome. So what do we learn? What do we learn about God, Nancy? Yeah, we, we do. Death is not something to be feared. And, and what just strikes me in that testimony is that God uses us in our vocation. You know, we think secular and sacred. There's no such thing in God's eyes when it comes to vocation. If God has called you to something, um, Patty was literally the hands, the feet, the voice of Jesus to her until she could hear the voice of Jesus. Um, Mary Lou. God blesses obedience. Yeah. yeah. And what? And our fear of being weak. Yeah. Because I can relate moving places. Yeah. And we think we're not going to make it, but God came through and showed how strong he was. Yeah. We do not need to be afeard, fe- uh, be afeard of our weaknesses. <laughs> okay. What about us? What do we learn about us there? Yeah, seek first the kingdom. It's, it's, it's Jesus so clearly. It's about the kingdom. And if you're looking at that, he'll provide for all the other stuff. I don't want to miss the, the beginning prophetic word. There was an invitation from Patty. She said at the very beginning of her testimony, I feel like God is here to restore all kinds of brokenness. So at the end of in maybe five or ten minutes, we'll have a ministry team up here. And if you walked in this morning with a sense of brokenness, that might be in body, in soul, in spirit, mentally, we want to pray for you. Because that's a revelation from heaven that that's kind of what God's into today is he's healing brokenness. Okay, um, Holly, and I'm coming over here next time. Oh, just a second. Well, I'm going to turn around because most of you are on this side of me, but... Um, yeah, so this kind of goes with that. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was just worshiping, and y- y'all were doing your normal thing. We were having amazing worship, and everybody out here was not like the audience. We were like the worshipers, and I was just listening into heaven, just leaning in, and um, and the songs we were singing were about the love of God, and the entire room was just receiving God's love really well, and I could see, like, liquid love coming down from heaven and, like, specifically, like, pooling and flooding, like, our Indie Vineyard family, mm-hmm. and um, and then I was going, well, God, that's just a lot of love. What are, what's that? What are we going to do with that? What's going on? And then, um, have you ever seen the Time Life magazine cover where they take a whole bunch of pictures of people, but they make one mm-hmm. I saw us as the bride Mm -hmm. that way. And I saw all that love, like um, individual faces, those tiny little pictures of us, who we are, like receiving the love and just stepping into who we are. Mm -hmm. Like I saw that healing coming off. I saw that individuals. um, And as every little picture, as every person um, received the fullness of God's love and stepped in, we became um, 
like the picture of a bride. Wow. And there were other churches, but I could just I could just see us wow. that morning. And as each of those little pictures like stepped in, the big picture bride, like the love of God started just beaming out of her eyes. The the eyes of the big, all of us put together. And God was like, Indy Vineyard, whoever you look on will feel my love. Mm. Whoever you pour into, whoever you focus on, whoever you put attention into, you've received my love. You have the ability to look, to pour out love. And then I looked on that big um, picture of the bride, and I saw the fingertips, and I just saw um, love was kind of golden in this picture. Love was kind of golden, and I just saw... Um, I just saw it shoot out the fingertips. So like what we put our hand to, it was just kind of a promise for Indy Vineyard, for the whole church. But this morning God was just showing me us. And and whatever we brought our hand around, he'd given us um, the ability to release his love um, and to make it known. So That's great. I'm going to take it over here. It's, um, I'm going to let that revelation stand on itself because you, because uh, Holly communicated well. Um, actually, Tim Taylor, <laughs> all the way in the back, because um, she communicated so well. I mean, that's what Holly just said. It's, this is not a new scripture. It's not First Holly one, but this is the Spirit of God in a human releasing a picture of the heart of God. And you could, go, you could go through every word that she said and find those scriptures, those places in the word that reveal the way God sees his children, what it means to be the bride of Christ, the power of love, the, the way that God views us as a whole, unity. I mean, we could preach sermons from that and fill, this, uh, fill our hearts with scripture that affirm what, what she just released in, a, in an image there. I'm, this is fun. But we're going to end probably after Brother Tim. Tell us your name. Hi, I'm Tim. Um, so I am a student at Revive, which um, was formerly ISSM. Um, and something that we learned a few weeks ago was that is really weird having that echo. Um, <laughs> something we learned a few weeks ago was about taking what you have and transferring it basically like into the supernatural. Um, and uh, it, it, taking the parable of the boy you know who gave his lunch away, you know, taking something small, thanking the Lord for it, blessing it, transfers it into the supernatural, and then God can multiply it. Um, so kind of like Amanda and Drew, I had this this humongous debt associated with my rent um, from a season where um, I'd gotten behind. And my landlords are being really great, but I really wanted to get this taken care of, and I wanted to get it canceled. And so a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, God, well, I just I thank you for what I have, which doesn't feel like enough to cover this, but I ask that you bless it and that you multiply it. A few days later, out of the blue, my landlords call me, and they're like, we've been thinking about you. We're just going to give you $1,000. <laughs> can, can you go back and say that part again? Yeah. My landlords called me out of the blue. I did not ask for it. Like, I didn't ask them for it. They called me. They're like, we've been thinking about you. We're just going to give you $1,000. They ain't wait, and, and, and they said, we're also going to just give you another amount of money that you do have to pay back, but they were like renegotiating it so that I, it was easier for me to pay it. Um, and I was like, well, that was awesome. So 
But I was like, God, I was like, I don't have rent for this. Thank you for that. I don't have rent for this month. So um, I just thank you for what I have. Could you multiply it, please, and just transfer it up there? A couple days later, someone was like, here, here's $500, you know? So it was just like, it just kept happening over and over again. So if you need something, thank him for what you have, bless it, and have him multiply it. All right. Good, good message. Do you have one more? John? Okay. We're going we're gonna to end with John because he was bold and came up to the front row. Can you hear challenges? Two minutes. <laughs> the message today was going to be on humility, so I just really want to honor Randy for being humble and stepping aside and allowing God to move and bring forth testimonies of his goodness and his greatness. And so, Randy, I just want to honor you and bless you. Thank you. Awesome. (laughs) I'll take that. (laughs) All right. Let's stand. And I'd like the ministry team to come forward. Uh, I want to, while they're coming forward, I want to say this. Um, There's a, there's a, I think it's a verse at the end of Luke. It says, if all the stories were told of the works of Jesus, there wouldn't be enough books to hold what he had, what, what he had done. And I, I think you could say similarly, if we had all the time in the world here this morning, just with us, 200 and whatever of us, we would not have enough time to testify of God's goodness and provision and invitation and overwhelming love for us. So maybe you didn't get to share this morning, but as it's brewing in you, I want to encourage you. There's someone this week in your life that needs to hear about the goodness of God. They might be a believer or an unbeliever, but they need to hear the testimony of God in and through your life. So if there's something bubbling in you this morning, you think, oh, I wish I would have said that. You have a chance. And you just ask the Lord, who is that person of peace in my life this week that needs to hear about your goodness? And I'll tell you, the power of God is on that testimony to reveal who Jesus is in you and through you. Okay. Any other words from the ministry team here before we? Right there. I want I want to encourage you guys. If you guys have something, we we heard the testimony of um, healing, different testimonies of healing this morning, and. Um, we, we just bless those testimonies, and we ask, Lord, that you'd multiply them. Yeah. And so if anybody has something that you want to be healed, um, we just encourage you to get prayer. Come up or get the person next to you to pray for you. Okay, awesome. Okay, take, there are more notes out in the back, so take, you get an extra sermon along with today to take out. I've actually, it's pretty academic this week, so I've given you scriptures to go through. You can study and a challenge at the end. So you'll, it'll also be up on the internet. So I, I'm going to challenge you to read the notes and take the challenge at the end, which will be a secret until you read it, okay? All right, let's pray. Anyone who needs ministry today, you need to have an encounter with the Lord. You're walking in brokenness and you want to walk out whole. I'd invite you to come forward. Anyone that needs a specific revelation from God for a, a, a thing in their lives, I just want to invite you to come forward. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence and your activity. Thank you for encouragement, for exhortation, for uh, building up our faith this morning, for strengthening us 
as your body, as your bride. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you continue to use us and fill us now as we go out into the world with the love and the power of God, that Jesus would be known in us and through us this week. Amen. If you'd like prayer, please uh, come forward. Otherwise, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Amen.